This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. Hello, everyone. Petey Pop here. When I'm not recording Chapter Tactics, I'm running the Frontline Gaming Secondhand Shop. If you were on a budget, it's a great place to find models. Who knows, you might even find your diamond in the rough. That is funny though. They made the Dwarden worse and the free people better. I was all, wait, I can now overwatch multiple times per phase and do it from yeah. six inches away. The Dwarden so were already weaker than the free people and they just made them better. You're like, what in the I world? I was like, now I can do it and yeah. stay out of melee? Yeah. Yeah, because it's like, what, six inches now? Yeah, so the yeah. crossbowmen can double shoot. So, what they heard was... Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Monday and Friday podcast. Only for this week, and then it's going to change. So we're going to talk to you about all the changes ahead. But before we dive into all that, thank you for joining us. For those of you on Twitch, and as always, the show is brought to you by FrontlineGaming.org, where you can get your tabletop gaming goodies at a discount every day of the week. We also manufacture the very cool FLG mats, sell ITC terrain, and uh, we are also going to be collecting the tears Ooh. from Frankie oh. because his poor Duarden got the nerf stick. They got the nerf fat. Well, the thing is, it was bullshit they the before. Nerf but uh, uh, anyway, we'll dig into that in a little bit. Uh, for those of you who don't understand what we're talking about, Games Workshop just released an FAQ for Age of Sigmar to coincide with the General's Handbook 2017. It's not on the show notes because it came out like literally minutes before we went live. Uh, we didn't have a chance to read it all, but you can bet your bottom dollar we will talk about it next week in, in depth. And then we'll explain all the changes to the show. But uh, the very first thing that we saw... Um, was Why is a, it the first thing? Like I jumped into order. Is playing I, I jumped into order first. I think it's just alphabetical and order and start with a D. I don't think so. Um, and the elves would be first. Uh, the elves aren't a faction. Well, the Eldari. <laughs> right. If they were in, <laughs> if they were in the realms. This crossover. Uh, but it was funny because the very first thing we, the very first change we noted was uh, a rule that Frankie was exploiting to his advantage. Get out of here. Well, you were. No. You admitted no yourself it was absurd. I didn't absurd. take six. Okay. I only took four. <laughs> That's because no one has a negative two-up save. Uh, but uh, the Dwarden in, in Age of Sigmar had a, a special character called the Rune Lord. That He had a special rule called Rune Lore, where on a two-plus, he made a unit's uh, AP improve by one. It's this, Or Rind, excuse me. It's the same as AP in, in 40K. So imagine if you had a character that on a two-plus can make all your space marines bolters go to negative one. Oh, it wasn't just their bolters. It was their bolters, their close combat, all that stuff, which oh, was what made it crazy. Ridiculous. So Frankie was using Corlers, who were crossbowmen that could shoot twice, mm -hmm. and he would get him up to a Rind 4, or AP would be the same as being like AP um, 4, or probably more like 5, really, in 40K, because 40K, you have better saves than yeah. you do. So it was basically crossbowmen that ignored, like, a knight's armor and shot twice. <laughs> just... And then, of course, they pull out their little hatchets that they have for melee, yeah, and it would AP also be... Yeah. So it'd be, really like, it'd be like turning a Space Marine's bolter and knife into a melt-a-gun, mm -hmm. is essentially what it was. It was a little crazy. 
It was, except for they hit on fours, wound on fours, so their efficiency wasn't super high. But they had like 60 shots at full strength, so it's, it was pretty good. Yeah. And I use <laughs> the free people I have crossbowmen that are this, they're not as good. Well, no, they're, they're better because they I get. Twos. Well, that, that's because of the other buffs I get. But um, my, my save is only a six up, and yours is a five up, but I'm faster. But right. I also got the double shot. But it was funny because we also, because we, we, we talked to, to Games Workshop about AOS and stuff too. And um, we may or may not have mentioned several times about the stacking dwarves because not very many people play them. Right. But then we also mentioned, because I use free peoples, and we had been uh, just in, in, in casual conversation. Like, hey, the Overwatch for the free peoples is a, it's a bit much. Because um, I've killed, I had, I've had instances where I'll kill entire units when they charge me. It's like Overwatch. But instead of hitting on a six, it's it's just Full normal. Skill. Yeah. But then all your buffs that you stack on your shooting units carry over for a turn. So like I'm like, oh, I'm hitting you on twos, I'm wounding you on twos, I'm rend one. <laughs> like, and so instead of, of nerfing that Overwatch, which I they made it better. I was like, uh, I'm gonna kill entire melee armies before they even get to me. It's gonna make people oh, yeah. really unhappy. I lost HQs that charged into Reese's guys because of his Overwatch, and now it's even better. Yeah, <laughs> You're like, oh. at, at Adepticon, um, a guy was charged a, a full unit of handgunners, and these are guys with like like black powder rifles with yeah. Bloodthirster, and I killed him. Mm-hmm. I dropped him dead, and the guy was just like, "What?" Because like. That Bloodthirster's like king of melee yeah. versus like the, 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 literally the punniest. The only thing weaker than a, a, a handgunner is like a grot. Yeah, but they're, they're weak until you buff them and then they're like the best unit in the game. <laughs> then so they're it's god like, mode. It's ridiculous. They, yeah. go, they go from like some weedy guy with uh, missing teeth and you know, the coolest thing he's got is his big shiny cod piece. Then when you buff them up, they become. Uh, uh, long rifle from the last of the Mohicans. Yeah, I'm surprised more people don't play three people because know. like your whole army is like shooting at almost 100% efficiency. You're hitting on yeah. twos, wounding on twos almost, in most cases. M- almost my entire army is yeah. hitting on twos. The yeah. only thing that's not is the uh, artillery, which are going to be hitting on threes. Oh no. I know, which and is still crazy. Twos, yeah, right? and yeah. they don't need line of sight. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's crazy that more people don't play them, and then with the buffs that they got, they're like even more powerful. You're like, ah. I know, because <laughs> when I because we'll we were reviewing the general sandbook, and we'll talk more about it next week. But yeah. I was looking at it, and I was like, holy crap! My army is now fearless. I get a better screen, which protects all my shooting units, and my shooting units can Overwatch multiple times from far enough away where they don't get engaged in melee. Yeah. So you have your screen unit, and the guys behind are like, "Bow, bow! Oh, you want some? Bow, bow! It's like uh, Hick or Hudson from uh, Aliens. Oh, you want some too? Come and get it. You're just like, okay. Yeah, it's super powerful. But uh, I'm excited to see what the General Handbook Two does, and I'm excited to read more of these FAQs to see what else they FAQ'd in there. Yeah, we'll dig into it, and uh, we'll we'll check back in next week, and we'll go over all the changes. Probably get an article up too uh, about it. But at any rate. Um, if you do want to read more about uh, some of the changes for the General's Handbook, specifically Free Peoples, uh, my article is up on the Warhammer Community site. It's also on FrontlineGaming.org. And um, we also have the General's Handbook 2017 up for uh, pre-order. You can get that at store.frontlinegaming.org. Tons of fun uh, changes in there. And coming up for pre-order on tomorrow is Blight Wars, which is going to feature Stormcast Eternals and the forces of Nurgle with some really, really interesting and cool new models for Nurgle. Frankie doesn't really like the snail riding 
It's too goofy, man. The I new, like it. I hate it because like Death Guard. I got the Forge World Death Guard models, They're which amazing. look sick and they look scary and they look menacing. And then you look at the new stuff and it's like, <laughs> you're like, what the heck is this? What are you doing to my Nurgle? I mean, I like that they're happy in their garden and stuff like that. But come on, man. Make them look scary and stuff when they come out of the warp. Come well, maybe, maybe the Chaos Space Marines will be scary. Like, they'll stay menacing because the, the Nurgle demons. Though, because you, you saw the it's, the it's the paint schemes that they're doing on them. They're very bright, yeah. bright colors. Like, they're like, doing purples and pinks and whites yeah. and light green and all this stuff. I'm like, ah, paint them dark. It's 41st millennium. It's dark, man. Now, Mortarian looks menacing. He does, but he's also painted very bright. We well, just the paint them dark. Paint, yeah, I think with some different paint colors and stuff like that, they're gonna look sick. Yeah. But uh, so far, like all the pictures of the new Nurgle guys are all bright colors, and they're like smiling and giggling and picking their nose and stuff. I'm like, I like the, the Nurglings that are like mooning you. Yeah. They're like doing cartwheels and yeah. shit. Like and the that's what the Nurglings were. They were always the little goofy ones, and then like everything else was like more serious. But now they're like making everything more goofy. I'm like, ah, darn it. Darn it, GW. Your army has become the comic relief. Uh, Taking that title. That's right. I'm going back to Slanesh. I'm going to Slanesh, baby. I, I, I actually would really like to make uh, Emperor's Children Army. I think Noise Marines are amazingly good. Yeah, and the Chaos Codex is just so nice. amazing. Slanesh is one of the better marks in there. They're yeah, well, I mean, Slanesh Demons and Chaos Space Marines are yeah. great. Um, and it's funny, too, because it's, it's you can never please all the people all the time. Like... Mm. Um, we had an article go up on the blog about some of the stuff that's coming. And there was, there was a gentleman who was just like super upset about the Chaos Space Marine Codex. And I was like, how are you possibly upset? This is the book we've been waiting for, for for years. It's powerful. It's flavorful. It's characterful. It gives you lots of options. You can build your army in a ton of different ways and it's good. And I'm just like, it's so funny what triggers people. You know, yeah, I don't. I, I was like, how would powerful. you not? This is like a, a brilliant codex. Yeah, in comparison to the last Chaos Codex, it's like night and day. It's ridiculous. Um, the last two super, codexes. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that revived Chaos were all the formations and stuff that were coming out in seventh. But uh, like this, in my opinion, is more powerful than all that stuff. Like this codex is one of the strongest ones we've seen. Yeah, Ch um, Chaos I'd, Space Marines are badass. Yeah, I'd almost say it's stronger than Space Marines. Uh, I, in a lot of cases but i agree uh, I, the space marines is a very good codex don't get me wrong but i think chaos has more little tricks in it than uh space marines do i think see i, I think space marines are the trickier army i think chaos is just pure raw power like in the article i wrote about the chaos space marine codex overview it's like space marines work with each other and they do all this kind of collaborative uh, teamwork style stuff and your units are individually less powerful but you get tend to get more of them and they you know what I mean? like you feel like it's more of like a team effort whereas chaos space marines you tend to focus your power on units and there there is all these combos and stuff yeah but the combos are like like you know powering up uh cell you know to his final form and you get like the terminator bomb or you get like berserkers who just rip you to pieces um you know you have chaos lords and um uh, demon princes and such and it's like I feel like it captured the, the flavor and the feel of chaos, where it's like it's all about me. They're very selfish. Yeah, all about it's all about my power, my yeah. my glory, my story. Whereas space marines, it's it's the opposite. It's, it's about the team effort. It's about yeah. being selfless. Yeah, screw that. Chaos is more like Vikings, man. It is, and it, it, it totally is. Like people who who like, um, like chaos battle. space marines. Yeah, yeah, it's it's about it's my cool. my saga, my story. Yeah, and the space marines are very selfless. Right? Yeah, um, and obviously. 
space wolves or space Vikings, but they still are selfless. Mm -hmm. They're one of the more selfless chapters. They, they go out of the way to protect humans, humans and, and yeah. um, which is they, funny because the space wolves, you wouldn't think you think they'd be like dicks and like mess around with the humans and like kill them and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. mean, they come from a world of like savagery. Yeah. Like, when they become space marines, they become noble savages, apparently. But you know what? Whatever. Uh, the true Vikings are definitely the chaos space marines. Yeah. Heartless and, Hell, yeah. and cruel. <laughs> Terrible. But um, uh, all exciting stuff. And uh, uh, Games Workshop did preview the next two codexes. The next one is Death Guard. Mm -hmm. um, it looks like it's coming soon. And then the one after that is Adeptus Mechanicus, which has caught a lot of people by surprise. But um, uh, for whatever reason, um, GW, this is the order they decided to go in. Of course, people yeah. grumble because their book didn't get chosen. Where's my book? I would agree. It would be nice to get a Xenos book mixed in there, but um, that's not what they're doing. Um, and I, I would imagine a lot of it's because they want to get more Tarion out there. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah. But uh, I'm excited. And again, this is a frenetic pace of codex release this is insane dude like when we first started frontline it was like you'd get two a year it'd mm -hmm. be like one every six months and then uh the rule set wouldn't like change at all for like six years no faqs like, nothing yeah. so and uh this yeah. is great i think it's wonderful and because some people have been grumbling because oh why aren't we getting models with the codexes and i'm like you guys are you kidding they're going to come out with new kits every two weeks, every and, week. Well, I mean, they, they have. For Space Marines, they came out with a bunch of new kits. Well, they got the primary Marines, Marines. But, yeah, but that, I think yeah. that's a little different. Yeah, right. Fair enough. But, like, uh, yeah, Chaos, they, I mean, they didn't really release anything for them, unfortunately. But. Well, the Death Guard are getting a lot of stuff. Yeah, Death Guard um, will be getting some yeah. stuff. So, But, you know, like, I wouldn't – look at what you got, right? <laughs> Being happy is a choice. And if you're looking at all the things you didn't get, you're going to be upset. But what you got was amazing. I think it's gonna be crazy when you look at GW over the year and see how many things they actually released. It's, it's gonna be a crazy amount. Like Tons. those new basin kits they released are amazing. You get like 350 skulls in the skull pack. Like the new things they're coming out with are just amazing. They're you doing know, a really good job. And on that note, yeah. uh, Pablo, which we want to applaud him, he painted his first army. Oh yeah. It's not completely done, but like for someone who went from zero to hobby, it's, it's pretty damn good. That looks and, great. It's better than I can do. <laughs> You actually are a decent painter when you try. You just don't really try. <laughs> uh, he used the GW Scenic bases, the plastic ones that are uh, city-themed. Mm -hmm. They look great. They look amazing. And they're yeah. very, like, when you compare them, now, I think they're very affordable for what you get because you get a shit ton of them. But when you compare them, like, I use a lot of resin bases on my armies. Yeah. That shit is expensive. Excuse my French. Uh, that costs a lot of money. Like, yeah. sometimes, like, three, four bucks a base. Yeah, I mean, like, what I like about a lot of the resin bases is a lot of them, like, hang over the edge, so it's, like, more of, like, a theme, and it looks really cool. Um, it doesn't feel like a base. It feels like your guy's actually walking on something. Um, these are more like bases, so you see the entire base, but then it's got detail on top of it. Um, but the detail on it is incredible. Like, these are really good, and you get a lot for your money. So yeah. it's, it's definitely worthwhile, um, and I like that they're all, like, the correct size a lot of time with the resin bases they vary in sizes a little bit um but yeah these are amazing great job GW. These are sick. 32 mil yeah which is hard to find a lot of my favorite bases aren't in 32 mil correct and uh they're plastic they're lightweight so yeah i, I was surprised because i, I kind of like brushed past them mm -hmm. even though they had that hilarious hero basing commercial <laughs> that's um, amazing it, I was really impressed. Like I, like when I start a new army eventually, maybe with Primaris Marines, uh, I will definitely look at using them. You're gonna make a third 
Marine Army? You Real technically like a raging. fifth Marine Army. <laughs> I've got my my, yeah, my beige Space Wolves. I've got now my red Space Marine Army. I've got Night Lords and I have Corn Chaos. Yeah. Right. Eh, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even need to justify. I just. I, I do. No justification. I, I like it. That's all. That's the only reason I need. Do I it. wanted to paint another space marine. I mean, I did. Go for it. And I should. I have to say thank you. Mariana has been helping me a lot with it <laughs> as we prepare for yeah, Nova. Yeah, you guys should have seen it yesterday. Reese like comes out here just like begging her. He's like, please help me. Please. He's like doing a little dance. Like. like I danced. Oh, come on, please. Come on, help me. <laughs> she was like, That's my help me. She dance. was like, all right, She's fine. like, please stop. That was embarrassing. <laughs> embarrassing both of us. Uh, no, in a very dignified and regal manner. Very manly. He came in, kicked open the door. <laughs> help me now. Just threw a model. Yeah. Paint it. <laughs> I command you. That doesn't work, by the way, guys. No, don't, don't try it at home. I wouldn't, I wouldn't don't try it at home, kids. Uh, at any rate, uh, we do have a bunch of changes that are coming here uh, at Frontline Gaming. We've had some staffing changes. Uh, just this is just you know, the way things go. It's life. Uh, Dom has left the team. Um, he had uh, personal reasons for uh, needing to pursue different career path, and uh, we wish him success in his new uh, line of work. And uh, Mariona is cutting back on hours, so. Uh, to her credit, she her average day is usually about 10 to 12 hours, and we've been streaming every day, sometimes twice a day, uh, and also trying to keep up with all the YouTube content. It's really more than one person, uh, despite the best efforts could do. So uh, she's cutting back a little bit, going to do some some side jobs, which you know, no big deal. We're, we're happy for everybody to do what they think is right for themselves. Yeah. But what that means is, uh, with less manpower, Frontline has to pick up some of the, um, the other work. And obviously, Marion is the brains of the stream. Uh, she does all the video editing, edits the podcasts, and uh, it was just a little too much. And of course, with her cutting back to part-time, there's no way we could keep up with that schedule. No. So we're dialing it back. And um, I think there's pros and cons, of course, but uh, I think it's mostly going to be a positive. And the reason why is uh, we're going to condense down the Ninth Realm and both episodes of Signals into a, a single podcast. It'll be once a week. It'll feature Frankie, myself, and the Salty Banana, <laughs> which is the greatest nickname. Isn't I've, it the Leaky Banana? Is he now the Leaky Banana? <laughs> that's, that's a little too on the nose. Is it? Yeah. Is I mean, it? Salty Banana is pretty on the nose, too. The Brown Banana. The, the Brown Banana. That was his original name, and sure. now it's it's just... He said crazy, man. Anyway. Yeah, he's yeah. had like 20, 20 nicknames. Uh, but it'll be the three of us, and we will be live on Twitch on Wednesdays, every Wednesday. And we will then um, uh, release the show that'll be edited uh, with all kinds of fun music and all that good stuff. And that'll hit YouTube at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on Fridays, every Friday. So if you want to join us on Twitch, uh, we'll be happy to have you. We'll have interaction, we'll answer questions. Mm -hmm. Talk about uh, news, uh, rumors, all the fun stuff going on in the community, uh, ITC updates, and uh, we'll be covering 40K and Age of Sigma. Um, and then uh, we'll do one video battle report every week, uh, and those will air every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time uh, on YouTube and on our blog. So uh, you'll be able to, to check those out and count on those every week. And the goal is to be high quality, uh, fun, informative, 
and um, uh, consistently high, uh, good quality. Yeah. Reiterate that one. Yeah, so we're going to step back the amount of stuff that we're doing, but hopefully bring you guys a better show and uh, like a better video battle report and stuff like that. And then uh, we're probably going to do the paint stream. Um, we haven't come up with an entire schedule, but that'll probably be a couple times a week. And then every once in a while, we will stream a game as well. But um, for the most part, it's going to be one battle report every Monday and then the show every Friday. Yep. So. Yep. And you'll be able to join us live for the show on Wednesdays. Get it ahead of time if you are able to do so. Yep. Uh, and yeah, and then we will still be streaming videos for uh, uh, painting and hobby stuff. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, uh, things are always changing and this is the way forward for the near term. Mm -hmm. So uh, we want to say thank you to everybody who's been joining us for our nightly video battle reports. But we're going to have to pull the plug on that uh, just because we're not going to have the manpower to do it. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, the future, who knows, maybe we'll pick it back up and, uh, going forward. But uh, for now, it's just, it's unsustainable. Yeah. Uh, in other news, the uh, Frontline Gaming Paint Studio is hiring. Uh, the studio continues to grow faster than we can keep up. So if you would like to take a look at painting for us, uh, it's a really solid job. There's a never ending supply of work. We have full-time and part-time work. Uh, we have a number of people that their only job is painting for the Frontline Gaming Paint Studio and they support their, uh, their life. And totally available for full-time work if you've got the uh, dedication or if it's something you would rather supplement your income with, uh, we do have part-time work available, which is the way most of our painters work with us. Uh, you can work here at Frontline Gaming HQ, or you can work remotely. Please send in a sample of your work and availability to painting at frontlinegaming.org, and the head of the paint studio will take a look at what you got, see if it's a good fit, and um, hopefully we could uh, join you to the, or welcome you to the team. All right, can we comment on this ad really quick that is on Frontline Gaming? The banana, it's a banana. The banana app? <laughs> what? I knew we were talking about bananas. Yeah. It's like, and there you go. It's, it is so funny what pops really up. Because you know the ads that you see, because we're looking at Frontline Gaming reading the notes. Yeah. And um, the, uh, the ads that you see, the Google ads, they reflect your search history. Mm -hmm. So I get stuff and I'm like, I know I did not. I'm like, is someone going on my computer? It's like, it's like Asian date. And I'm like... Sorry. Where did <laughs> I knew it was? Something. I was like, the salty banana has been on my computer again. It's been going for Sometimes it. it's like the weird. I'm like, what is this? Like, where did this come from? I definitely was not searching for yeah. these things. The ads are crazy. Yeah, it's crazy, and like most of the time they're like super accurate. Like it has nothing. Like it's not directly like the same thing that you were looking for, but it has something to do with it. And you're like, what? How did it know? Yeah. This? Well, like my favorite is when they have the FLG shirts being sold by a different T-shirt company. I'm all. Wait a minute. Well, oh, excuse me. <laughs> That's, Hold on. Where did you get that picture from? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. But uh, at any rate, uh, we hope to hear from some of you out there looking to get a career going in the painting, uh, miniature painting industry. Uh, it's hard work. Oh, yeah. Uh, you have to be self-motivated and driven. But if you are, it's uh, a lot of fun and you can make quite a bit of money as well. All right, so we already covered Blue Blight Wars. Uh, we do also have uh, two new FLG mats available. Uh, Urban Chaos, which is a really popular four by six foot uh, urban mat featuring some crazy demonic activity going on. Weird, yeah, there's some faces in there and stuff. All kinds of cool stuff. It's a really, really cool mat. Yeah. Uh, we now have it available in four by four and three by three foot sizes as well. You can hop over to store.frontlinegaming.org and grab yourself some of those. And please make sure to grab your SoCal Open tickets. We sell tickets every day. 
And uh, while, because they've upgunned up us to a 55,000 square foot hall, running out of space is not really an issue. We still would tremendously appreciate it if you bought your tickets early. The reason being is we need to know how many tables to get. Mm -hmm. uh, we need to know, how, especially we need to know how much terrain to make. Yeah. And if we have a bunch of last minute signups, we don't want to get caught with our pants down. Um, so please buy your tickets sooner than later. Uh, it's, it really helps us to give you the best event possible. But um, yeah, it's going to be funny how big the hall is. <laughs> the main hall at the LVO is 40,000 square feet. So this is bigger than that hall. By almost 50%. And uh, it's most likely going to be a smaller event. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, the LVO really is huge, funny. right? Yeah. Like, I don't expect anything to, to be bigger than that. But it, the cool thing is the SoCal Open, we're probably going to have each table as an island. Yeah. Because why not? So you're going to have, like, a ton of space. It's going to be a really fun, cool, comfortable event. comfortable, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is cool, which is great. And it gives us a lot of room to grow. Yeah, it's better than uh, a lot of moon landings going on. Yeah, there'll be no butt-to-butt -butt bumping of gamers. Back-to-back, as uh, Army of Two does. Back to back. Was that that video game? Yeah. Where they have like a shield? Yeah. Do you know what? Did you ever play that game? No, it looks so oh, dumb. No, the Army of Two was like one of the best games ever. The second one that came out with it was terrible, but the first one was amazing. Okay, I'm sorry. So if, much fun. If you hold a shield and someone shoots you, it's going to like, unless it's like a little like pea shooter. No, no, no. It was a shield on the front of the gun. Oh, well then, duh. So yeah, you're holding so like a gun. So he's like an interceptor? Yeah, inter exactly. Interceptor? Exactly. And then they had cool face masks. How do they aim sick. those guns? I'd be like, I, I can't know. see. <laughs> you just can't see either. Ah! No, there's, there's a slit. And then oh. people just shoot you through the Why does he have a camera on the front? I can't. Ooh. Doesn't even, like, no face. There's no eyes or anything on his helmet. It's just a camera. I like it. You can only see what his guns see. As it should be for a warrior. There we go. Boom. Uh, also, Kill the Las Vegas Open continues to sell very quickly. A lot of the package deals have already sold out, and some of them are on the verge of selling out. I think the 30K uh, Horus Heresy package, we have one left. Uh, Age of Sigmar, I think there's only a couple of them left for the packages. Uh, there still is room in some of the events, although the 40K Champs, the main event, is getting close to being sold out. Yeah. I think we're at 400, which is insane. Uh, the 40K Narrative sold out in a day, uh, and the 40K Friendly is actually starting to fill up too. It's at like 60-something. So please be sure to jump in there and grab those tickets. Don't wait, or you will risk missing out. Yep. Uh, it's going to be a wonderful event, the biggest event for uh, Games Workshop games uh, in the world in terms of the singles. Really, really excited for that. Uh, can't wait. Also, in other tournament news, we're getting really excited to go to the Nova Open. Yeah. We'll be there next week. It's going to be a ton of fun. Can't wait to see all of our East Coast, Midwest friends. Uh, there's a lot of players coming over from England, too. It's a relatively short flight. It's the same distance for them as it is for us, actually. Is it really? Yeah, it's about, no, a, five hour, about a five hour flight. And uh, <clears throat> getting excited. We've been uh, painting furiously. Uh, Frankie, you're bringing uh, Sisters of Battle. Your army is mean. It's not mean. Sisters are so it's good. It's a very friendly army. Oh, right. As you can see on the battle report where I played against Pablo. <laughs> very friendly. <laughs> and in the background, we hear Pablo groan in pain. <laughs> I was like, screw you, Dick. Well, Pablo's army is, is mean, too. It's, it's really interesting how each of us has our own style. Yeah. Like, Pablo's got Imperial Soup, definitely a Magic player's background. Like, I'd say Pablo's army is probably the most creative out of all of ours. I don't think so. I definitely think, I so. think so. Like, he's, like, it's amazing. Like, all the different things that he has in there and yeah. stuff. It's no, really cool. I agree with you. It, yeah. I don't like Soup armies. Like, it's not something I'm, I'm ever going to play. Not that there's anything wrong with it. I'm not... Putting it down, I think I'm just old school, right? Like I come from like second edition when 
When a space marine was a space marine, he only wore one Like a space marine can take like a las gun and shoot like a fusion pistol. Dude. So each space yeah, marine. That was basically how Pablo plays. So you do like what? no? See? Yeah. Is this yeah. a mix? Is yeah. this a mix? He 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 picked a lot of the most points efficient units, which is smart, uh, and put them together. But it is very creative. Um, and then you've got your sisters battle, which sisters are. I think this is the most powerful they've ever been in yeah. the game. No, I definitely agree. God, they're good. And it, it's interesting, too, because the meta right now in competitive 40K is very much like throwing lots of cheap bodies and lots of characters mm -hmm. uh, onto the table because the cheap bodies screen the cheap characters. And we'll talk about the War Games Con winning list, which was absurdity at its best. Um, not to put the, the person down who, who has it. That's absolutely not what we're trying to do. But uh, the list was ridiculous. <laughs> and... Um, Sisters really throw a monkey wrench into that because it's a mechanized army and a lot of armies that are gearing themselves up to kill conscripts, brimstone horrors, razor wing flocks, et cetera, et cetera, can't, they don't have the tools to kill a bunch of vehicles. Yeah. And it, it gives you a really strong advantage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of armies out there that don't have the uh, firepower needed to crack open those vehicles. But then there's armies that are completely prepared for it, like uh, Jeff that came in to play you on stream uh, with the, all of his blasters and bright lances and all that stuff. Which was a hilarious Definitely game. Prepared. That was a funny-ass <laughs> game. Yeah. Um, the, the relic switched hands almost every turn. Yeah. It was really funny. A really fun game. Uh, yeah, every now and then you'll come across an army, and, and ironically, another sister's army is perfectly equipped oh, yeah. to take out a, a sister's player because usually they got a lot of melted guns. Um, and, and really interesting, I played Adrian at the Hammer of Wrath GT. Uh, my only loss, um, I can't believe I forgot the deep fried by fire guy. I'll never make that problem, mistake again. And it did. My army did struggle, and I have, quite, I have significant firepower. I have more firepower than most armies do. Yeah. And I had trouble cracking open the, the, the various vehicles. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see how you perform. Um, I think you're going to catch a lot of people by surprise. We're both playing in the Invitational. And it's like Ash Militarum, Ash Militarum, Chaos, 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 Ash Militarum, Chaos, Ash Militarum, Chaos, Sisters of Battle. <laughs> yes. I think it's cool. I hope you do really well. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I'm playing uh, my Raptors army, which uh, I thought it was really creative. And then I, I don't take credit for it. I'm sure other people saw it. But us putting it out there, I'm sure, inspired a lot of other people to play it. Because at the Hammer of Wrath, there was like three people with a similar army. Yeah. Um, and it's got Lias Isidon, Raven Guard Chapter Tactics, uh, basically all infantry. Um, it's a really cool army. It it's, deep strikes. It's, uh, it's basically like a mobile uh, castle. But yeah. then you have, a, you have a lot of mobile units as well, which is really good. It's, it's, it's pretty much an MSU Space Marine army. And I've got scouts, scout bikers, tactical marines, devastator squads. I have Stern Guard. I have uh, Vanguard veterans. I've got all these different characters. So it's, for me, it's the, kind of, it's the way I like to play. It's, you have to really think things through. Um, the army is pretty slow. I want to make sure anybody out there who's playing it, make sure you, you, you got to be mindful of that. Yeah, you're um, rolling a lot of dice and re-rolling a lot of dice. And you got to think, really think things through because once your army's down, it's relatively slow. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's cool. It's kind of like Battle Company. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like it plays in a similar way where you, you, you win the war of attrition. Yeah. Um, and then it gives you the opportunity to really uh, localize your force and smash a flank. Um, really fun. So we'll see how we do uh, in the Invitational. Frankie and I both drew 
the two gentlemen from Games Workshop that are coming over to play, which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> um, there's only two Space Marine players in the event, and we're playing each other round one. It's myself versus Pete from uh, Games Workshop. Gotcha. Um, Pete is one of the um, main dudes behind 8th Edition 40K. Yeah, yep. and then Pablo has, like, one of the hardest tracks. If, <laughs> Pablo, my money's on you, buddy. He's playing against Nick Nanavati. And round he, one. He has, like, Tony Kopak and all yeah, these other guys yeah, yeah. in his bracket. I'm like... Man, <laughs> that is going to be a tough round. We're so, we're like, Pablo, this, got is, it, this is an opportunity for glory. Hell yeah. Like, you have nothing to lose. Like, if you lose round one to Nick Nonfati, everybody's like, oh, yeah, you know. Yeah, but if you win, it's glory. I'm like, you're in a great position because it's only positive could yeah. possibly come. And then my bracket's super easy. I have, like, Alan Pajama Pants, Reese Robbins. Like, it's, <laughs> Us losers. It's going to be, like, cruising right up there. Me and Pablo uh, in the finals. You heard it here first. Yeah. Uh, I'm really excited. Uh, Pete, I've had the opportunity, the pleasure of, of getting to, to hang out with him a little bit. And yeah. he's a super cool dude. Um, I, I really have a lot of respect for him uh, because, obviously, he's one of the, the masterminds. Mm -hmm. But he's a cool dude, and um, he's playing a Space Marine Army. Oh, yeah. So I think we're going to have a really fun game. And I, I think that he and I might be playing on stream round one. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, I'm not, please don't take that, take that to the bank. I, I, that's kind of like, I believe that's going to happen. Um, but uh, that'd be really neat. We would be leading off the very first game of the Nova Open. So I think that'd be uh, pretty exciting. Hopefully I don't get my ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> you just get volleyball. You just get smashed. He's uh, like, you know who made this game? I know, the joke, <laughs> like, oh, the joke was, and I'm like, there's a little trick. And he's like, not anymore. <laughs> No, of course not. No, that wouldn't happen. And then uh, Frankie's playing another gentleman from uh, Games Workshop who is a, a well-noted tournament player, as I understand it. So sounds like you're going to have a really tough game round one. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we're really excited. It's going to be fun. It's, it's, it's cool to get a chance to go and play. Uh, but i got to finish painting my damn army. <laughs> All right, but we do have a bunch of ITC events coming up this weekend. Uh, like 20-something events. Yeah, there's a lot. There is indeed. Uh, we have a major in Buffalo, New York, the Brawl 2017. Yeah. And we have a GT, the Gateway GT at Siege World in St. Louis, Missouri. Sounds like some great events all over the world. Make sure to get out there and get your points. I love the Westeros event in Sweden. Yeah, that's amazing. It always, I'm like, it's perfect. Like the <laughs> GOT in there. Uh, also, we're going to go over the updated rankings for the ITC for 40K. Top 10 current standings. We have Paul McKelvey still leading the pack. Brandon Grant uh, climbed up to second place. Nick Nonavati currently in third. Andrew Ford in fourth. Mitchell Pelham in fifth. Sam Henley in sixth. Seventh is Ryan Olson. Aaron Hayden in eighth. Nine, Sean Morgan. I'm trying to get Sean to write articles again. Yeah. I'm like poking him. I'm like, come, come on. on. Come on, Sean. Get back in there. Get in there. Um, and that's abuse puppy for those of you yeah. that know. He's always uh, highly opinionated and intelligent, writes good articles. And Matt Evans in tenth. Currently, the top three teams in the ITC, Beast Coast has reasserted themselves, jumped back into first place. Mugu Legion from Oregon, always uh, really well. Uh, Mitch from their team took second at the BAO. Yep. They're in second place. And Relentless D, a California team, has jumped into third place, and uh, that is the team Brandon Grant is on. I think this year you're going to see their names a lot. Yeah, they, they're I, doing really well. I think they might take first this year for the they teams. Have, they have, uh, Pablo is on that, team. on that team as well. Um, and they have some really good players on that team, and they practice yeah. a lot. I think um, that's going to be a team to watch this year. Yep. Uh, Adrian Gennard currently leading Sisters of Battle. Uh, he, he was mad at me for mentioning that he's moving back to France, <laughs> <laughs> where there are less ITC events. Uh, Adeptus Astartes, we have Thomas Hegstrom-Oki in first. Uh, he has a tournament report on frontlinegaming.org. 
talking about his experience with the Hammer of Wrath GT, he did very well. Yep. You might want to jump over and check those out. Kick hey. my butt. Oh, did you play it? Oh, yeah. that's right, you did. That was when Frankie came over and he's like, so that banner is bullshit. I was like, yeah. Yeah, I killed a last cannon guy. The last cannon shoots back, blows up one of my raiders, kills three other units. I killed one model, and he killed like 10. I was like, hmm, that was that was real cool. Yeah, the, stoop, the banner is a bit much. I agree. It, it's 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 a bit it's a bit much, especially when you combo it with um, Shen, the Forge World uh, apothecary. Where that you can bring guys back on a three plus. He it's brings like, people back to life on a three plus. He's like, you see that last king you just killed? He's back. Like, he's like, yeah, kill me again. I dare you. So here, pro tip: the way to overcome the dumb banner is with melee yeah yeah um, you beat them yeah. up in close combat yeah they get to hit you in close combat but it's just one attack yeah as long as your guys are pretty good in close combat you'll be okay even if they're not that good it's yeah. still better than taking a last cannon to the face yeah yeah uh, those anti-tank guns you usually don't shoot at you try to charge those ones anti-infantry you can usually shoot but... unless you have like orc boys or something and then yeah. what do you care you're like, just yeah, gonna steamroll last anyway. cannon's all... <laughs> um but Eldari, first place currently is tony myers Asher Militarum, we have Sean Porter, remains in first place. Sean has a really good battle report up on Frontline Gaming currently. Yep. Uh, Blood Angels, we have Timothy Travers leading the pack. Uh, Chaos, General Chaos Faction currently is Will Grant. Uh, Chaos Demons is uh, Andrew. Much like Prince, he only goes by one name. <laughs> Andrew, you might want to get your name fixed on the BCP app. Yeah, it looks um, like there might be an error. Yeah, it looks like it's just Andrew. <laughs> just. What's your name? You can call me Andrew. Smoke. Okay. It's like Slash. <laughs> <laughs> Chaos Renegades, Aaron Hayden is currently in first place. Chaos Space Marines, we have Kieran Howard, an Australian player, uh, doing work. Adeptus Mechanicus, we have Will Paul currently in first place. And again, now that's Skitari and Colt Mechanicus combined into one. Yep. Uh, Dark Angels, we currently have Ben Rorison in first place. Dark Mechanicus, Justin Kimple. Nice. Well done. That's like barely any models in that faction, but I dig it. Uh, Dark Eldar, we have Herb Schaefer leading the pack. Death Watch, we have Anthony of Love. I'm going to call him that every time. No. Eldar, we have Andrew Ford currently in first place. Eldar Corsairs, Carter Leach. Now, that would be Eldari and uh, um, Corsairs. Actually, uh, you can't feel the full detachment because they don't have an HQ at present. Yep. So that one's kind of frozen in time like KDK. Uh, next season, we'll, we'll drop it off if they don't have an HQ. Uh, Gray Knights, we have Shaylin Allen, continues to lead the pack. She's been doing very well. Gene Steeler Colts, Josh Bagwell. Harlequins, we have David Ivings. Imperial Agents, this encompasses quite a few different factions. Make sure to crack open your uh, BRB to see. Amory Burgess over in Hawaii is currently in first place. Imperium General Faction, we have Chris Cole. Imperial Knights, Mike Keyes, who just won uh, a tournament in the Midwest. Yeah. Super stoked about that. Knights Renegades, we have Tom Drury. Necrons, we have Alex Gonzalez, has jumped back into first place. Orcs, we have Andrew Helland. Space Wolves, Mitch Pelham, uh, who was the individual who got second at the BAO. And uh, Paul McKelvey is currently leading Tau, and Tyranids is Henry Two. Lastly, Yanari, Brandon Welch. All right. Well done. Uh, yeah, uh, Yanari Army took second place at uh, WarGamesCon. Also, um, uh, so yeah, making waves, WarGamesCon, the winning list was... Uh, and again, I say this only about the list, not about the player. Please keep that in mind. I, I, I'm, I'm only congratulating the player for winning. Well done. But the list was ridiculous. 
It was like <laughs> 10 Collexus Assassins. It was abusing character spam, which is uh, one of the, it's a known issue, it's a problem in uh, 8th edition. Um, yeah, the, the Force Orb chart is very permissive and you can take basically anything you wanted. Um, I think if you saw this in any of the other editions, it would be like pretty much the same problems. Um, it's just you've never been able to take like cherry pick units before. Um, so yeah, we're seeing this to where like uh, you're taking like 10 characters, but if you have shooting units, you can only like target one character until it's dead. Now you can target another character until it's dead. Now you can target another character until it's dead. So like basically if you take like 10, you're only gonna be able to shoot maybe one or two a turn and then the rest are gonna get to you and just chew you up. Yeah. Um, it, it is kind of a creative screen that he was using, you know, the Kalexuses. Ignoring the smite spams that are out there and stuff like that, yeah. but uh, yeah, it is kind of abusing the rule of oh, here's a bunch of characters you can only target one because this guy's the closest. Like, oh, no. Yeah, so I mean, essentially the way it works, and I've been begging this. I'm like, this is a problem. This is a problem, and now it's like becoming more. Like, but who cares? It's not. I'm not smarter than anybody else. Just the you run the Kalexuses in front because they're characters. You can only target the closest one. So you have a knight. You can shoot one model. You hit the Kalexus on sixes. Uh, basically, they're like a mega screen. It's like a, almost like a Death Star. Um, and the issue, the issue is the permissiveness of the Force Organization chart, as Frankie said. It's the same thing with Tau Suit Commander spam. Yep. One Suit Commander is fine. Two is fine. Three is probably still fine. Nine is freaking stupid. Um, <laughs> Becomes a problem. Right. Uh, the Malefic Lord is undercosted, so we'll, we'll skip that. Let's just say one Psyker casting Smite, no problem. Two, no problem. Three. Still not really a problem. 10, 12, stupid, not fun. Sucks the fun out of the game. Uh, assassins, they're, they're priced just right, assuming you take one or two. Yep. But when you take 15, it's a problem. It's not fun. Um, it's just not fun. Uh, when you have an army that's, that's um, uh, Drago, Guillemin, Asriel, Dante, is it cool to put the X-Men on the table? Heck yeah. Yeah, but is it is that a balanced and fun game? No, because the game wasn't designed to only take HQs, right? The game allows you to do that uh, for reasons that, you know, that, that's not, we don't know. Yeah. But when you abuse it, it's a problem. Now, you got to remember, 90% of the people, I would say 95% of the people that play the game wouldn't even do this, right? The, the, the average player of the game would never make an army of 100 malefic lords or whatever. They just wouldn't. It's just that when you have that percentage of people and no value judgment, not saying that they're good or bad, or wrong or right, just no, the people that, that... It's totally a legal list. And like if that's the way that you want to play, you are, you, yeah, you can do that for sure. Um, but yeah, like uh, people are saying, like some TOs are like begging their players not to bring lists that have like 15 characters. It's and not stuff fun. Like that. It's just like, it's just not fun. Yeah, and like like Reese was saying, it's a known problem. Everybody knows it. Um, but yeah, I mean, if that is the way that you want to play, go for it. Like it doesn't mean that you're a bad person or anything like that. <laughs> not at all. It's totally in the rules. It's totally yeah. okay. Uh, but yeah, it is a little silly when you see like six Kalexus assassins. When in fluff, that would never happen ever. <laughs> like, well, it's just, it's just like we've been saying, yeah. right? Like anything in the game that is at the fringe, like if you're building a, an army that hinges on units that are clearly underpriced, just be wary of the fact that that is probably going to get changed and probably soon. Games Workshop has already done like four or five times now. When they see a problem in the meta, they fix it. Yeah. 
I would just say plan on that happening. Something that goes against the lore of the game, like an army of assassins, right? I think the only time in the fluff that happens is like the Battle of Terror, you know, like some cataclysmic event where there's like unleash multiple assassins. Yeah. You're still not gonna have 12 Klexus assassins. It's probably like 12 Klexus assassins in the galaxy, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. it, it, it's, just, it's dumb and it's not fun, it's very gamey. It's the same, it was the same thing with the flyer armies, mm-hmm. right? Like that got smooshed really quick. Uh, Razorwing flocks that got t- taken care of really quick. So, but on that note, if you guys are going to a tournament, just be ready for those kind of things. So make sure to bring like a lot of flamers and stuff like that that can actually kill these kind of uh, units really quick, um, or bring something that's really good in close combat, or somebody like snipers that ignore that rule anyways. Yeah, um, and, it, and don't be afraid to. Yeah. If you find yourself across from an army like that, do not be afraid to make a stink if they're using like stupid models. I would be like, you know what? Not using the correct models. I'm like yet. I don't. That is. That's not a Klexus assassin. It's like a grot. It's like I'm cleverly disguised. Like, you know, because it's just like it's abusive and it's not fun. Or I mean, I would say more as the TO. The TO is the person that you could put your foot down and be like, yeah, that's not acceptable. You can't just throw some crappy models on the table and say that they're this hyper undercosted unit. Because um, it's just, it's going to make the rest of the people at your event not have as much fun as they could. Yeah. In in most instances, you might have a super hardcore group. It's like, yeah, bring it on, you know. Yeah. Which is cool, and in which case, enjoy yourselves and have fun. But um, uh, Geekmaster K GW just released in their grand tournament rules that uh, you have to pick your psychic powers and warlord trait uh, and put it on your list. You can't change it per round. Is that something that we will be doing in ITC? Um, we don't have any plans to change at this point in time. Um, but we're always communicating with Games Workshop, and uh, we'll have a we'll have a conversation about that. Yeah. Because uh, none of the none of the, the other tournaments are doing it that way. We've the, the rule book indicates that you, you pick before each game. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have a conversation on that topic, and we'll get back to you guys. I don't have the answer off the top of my head. Um, Justin Kimple jumps in. He's like he's the number one uh, Dark Mechanicus player. He's stoked. <laughs> he said his army is uh, Dark Mechanicus Knights, three Hellrites. Summoning bloodletters. Actually, that sounds, sounds pretty awesome. badass. He's, He's won, won three, three tournaments, tournaments in a row. Good job, dude. Good job, dude. That sounds like that actually sounds like a really fun army. Heck yeah. Because um, I was seeing there in my head, I was like, how the hell do you win with dark mechanics? There's barely anything. Oh, some well. knights. Yeah. Boom. And summoning bloodletters who yes. are amazing. But uh, yeah, the, the character spam thing. Um, I I would caution. I would advise caution. Mm-hmm. Right. If you saw that war games con list, and you're like, I'm gonna go buy 20 Clarkson assassins. I would think twice about that if I was you, because uh, GW has shown that they're gonna put the nerf hammer down on things that are really silly like that. Yeah. And it's for the better of the of everyone. It's better for the better of the game. Like, I don't want to go to a tournament where it's the X Men versus the Avengers in every single match. That uh, could be fun once or twice. That would be kind of cool, actually. Come on, just imagine the X Men versus the Avengers. That would be epic. Literally, yes, would be epic. Yes, but... and then every game. Heck yeah, that's like Valhalla right there, dude. Wake up, <laughs> kill, drink, go to sleep. That's like Valhalla. That would be <laughs> awful. Like the Vikings are like, yeah, I mean, we get to fight and get drunk every day. I'd be like, that'd be cool like once or twice. And then I'd be like, can I, can I like read books <laughs> now and like, chill? Like, can we, can we go to the spa every day and get like a back rub? It's like that book that you were reading where it's like in hell, there's like a demon that like cuts a guy, like the guy walks around in a circle. No, that's Dante's like, Inferno. Yeah, yeah. You walk in a circle and there's a demon that like cuts you and your guts fall out. You're like, oh, this is awful. And then you come back to life and do it again. Yeah. It's like, we hey, do the, Bob, They keep hey, walking with all their guts, and but yeah. it like gets put back in. And then by the time they get back around, he does Yeah, like after a while, you yeah. like form a relationship with that demon. Yeah. 
How the kids? Ah, uh, uh, you know, my kid, my, my teenagers are pain in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Joe. He's like, ah, you know what? It's this is good, the eight dude. millionth time yeah. you've done it. I get like, it. Lucy just got a job down by the spike pit. Yeah. So, <laughs> cool. All right. Sorry, dude. I know. I was like, anything repeated infinitely would get. You do. You would lose. It would your be mind. hellish. It would be hellish. You would go insane, yeah. or you would just be like, oh, this is like lame now. You know, like. Heck yeah. <laughs> anyway, Dante's Inferno. It's a good, good reading, kind of. If you. Want. What's the one where they like turn people into bricks? That is God's Demon yeah. by Wayne Barlow, which is yeah, an amazing. That would be hellish. An amazing book. I highly recommend it. Talking about good books, yeah. I just got done. Uh, I listened to it this time. Dune again. You guys have heard me talk about this. It's it it's, it gets better every time. Slow motion ninjas, dude. It's oh about. my god. You focus on like the one, one time. time. One of these days, they'll train our military to fight in slow motion too. It's not in slow motion. Yeah. You don't get it. You have to read it, dude. Gotcha. The shield slows. The shield slows things down. So. You, the killing blow has to go just like a fraction of a second slower. That's it. That's all it is. So that you can penetrate the shield. You don't get it. They wouldn't know what was happening. I'd just fight in slow motion the whole time. <laughs> They're like, oh no, what is he doing? Dude, it's not, you don't get it. It's amazing. But it is, it's funny, like they have whole, whole armies that fight like knife fight. Yeah. Because like, they, they, nothing else works. Like a bullet won't go through the shield. And they can't shoot them with lasers because it's It'll like a blow up. Explosion. Yeah. So like they're, they're forced to go into hand-to-hand combat, which is like, it's pretty badass, actually. So each guy is like a ninja, dude. They're like super yeah. badass. Anyway, um, yeah, Dune uh, it's is, is so good. Yeah. It's so good. It's like top three sci-fi pantheon of amazingness forever. It's just amazing. Um, yeah, anyway, guys, we went way off into the weeds. Uh, the, the, the character thing, uh, it's a known issue. I would put money in the bank that, that GW is aware of and... Um, uh, uh, planning on addressing it in some form or another, whichever way they feel is the most appropriate. Yeah. Uh, I, w- I wouldn't fret about that. Um, in the near term, you may have to see it at a tournament. and It is what Shrug it is it for up. right now. But uh, anyway, I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show. Again, next week, the show is going to be aired live on Wednesday. I hope you guys join us. Uh, it's going to be at the same time. And then it will go up on YouTube, uh, fully edited uh, on Fridays at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Our first video battle report uh, was Orcs versus Tau. Yeah. Uh, next week, the show won't be on Wednesday. It'll be on Tuesday. Oh, you're right. Because yeah. we're, we're going leaving to on Wednesday. Yeah, we're going to Melbourne. Um, the first video battle report, Frankie versus myself, Orc uh, Canwall versus Tau uh, Anti-Canwall Army. <laughs> we didn't, perhaps, didn't put the best matchup in the first battle report. Hey, I, I tried to negotiate. Dude, Frankie's a, he's a gentle soul. <laughs> he showed mercy on me. But we hope you guys enjoy that, and that'll be coming up uh, maybe today, but if not, it'll be going up uh, next week. Yep. Or no, I'm sorry, it'll be going up Monday, probably Monday morning. So anyway, guys, thank you for joining us, and uh, we will talk to you guys on Tuesday. Bye.